are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. I am your host, Jimbo. And it, this is a, you know, it's a beautiful time right now. And I was just, you know, just sitting around. I was actually in the backyard cleaning my, cleaning my weapons. I'm going on a hunting trip. Uh, we're going to go dove hunting uh, here at the beginning of September. And I started getting a little nostalgic and kind of going down memory lane. And, you know, since this show is about hunting, you know, I figured I'd uh, tap out to somebody that I have a lot of respect for and somebody that, uh, that I think knows a little, that's a little bit in the know when it comes to the outdoors, you know, and, and, you know, overall, the outdoors overall. And, you know, somebody knows a little bit about hunting. And the last show was with, uh, you know, a little bit more on, uh, out still on the outdoors line, but it was about fishing. So I figured we'd go down the hunting road. So today's guest is a real, very, very, very personal friend of mine and somebody that I look up to and respect when it comes to uh, the outdoors. His name is Chris Colin. And uh, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, Jimbo. Good to good to hear from you, <laughs> man. It's really good to hear from you, man. You know, so I tell you what, Chris. Let's kind of just dive right in, man. Since we're talking sure, about man. hunting, you know, since we're talking about hunting, um, what would you say in your mind is is your favorite place to hunt, and why? Man, that's a that's a great question. Uh, for me. You know, as soon as you asked me that, the first thing that came to mind was Aransas Pass, and, and you're going to know why. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah this, buddy. This uh, this uh, gentleman I know, uh, and I say gentleman firmly, um, has been a mentor of mine when it comes to hunting. He taught me how to duck hunt. He taught me just a lot about the outdoors and fishing and everything. And well, well, his name's Stephen Huffman, your, your dad. Um, right. And we used to go every January to Randis Pass to go duck hunting. And I mean, some of my best memories have been hunting ducks in Randis and the things you see there and the, you know, the times we've had, there's a few blinds that stick out to me. And but a blind is where you, you sit in a, in a camouflaged area and you have decoys out. Decoys are fake ducks on the water to entice real ducks to come on in. And um, there's a few blinds. There's a concrete blind, the first first place I ever hunted there. And you know, we just the amount of ducks that are down there, and you have clouds of redheads, and and you have te- you know, Steve's hunted there most of his life, so all the stories coming from him. He's one of the best storytellers I know, um, which I believe Randy alluded to as well earlier. And um, it just it's you know, it's staying at the Martin Marriott with Aunt Tookie. It's um you know, just everything involved you know it's just it's just an amazing place and for me it it holds a, a a warm special place in my heart because that's where i really learned a lot about duck hunting i really learned you know just everything about it 
Um, and so uh, that that ha- would have to be my favorite place to hunt, for sure. Right, right. I tell you, it, 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 I like it too. The only problem is you go down there, and right now you shoot two, and and you're done, and you're rolling on home. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be, but you know, the things you see, you know, it's not, as right. you know, it's not always about the kill, you know, and, and so you just see sure. some amazing things there you don't see anywhere else, and people travel right from all over the world to go see what what's there you know the birds and everything right so yeah right i'm with you on that man I, yes, you know what that's that's uh so 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 there you go right there aransas pass we give a shout out to Aranzas. go hunting down aransas pass go down there and see them yes, so you know what so you know we, we talked a little bit about duck hunting there which is you know obviously near and dear to my heart although uh mm-hmm. you know it's uh man it, you know back in the day it used to be work now you know yeah, they they take you down there and drive you out there and sit you in the blind. Say, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, it, it's yes, fun, but well, I tell you what. Well, back in the day, that was some, some trudging and some dealing. So I tell you what. Let me ask you this, Chris. What uh, what is your actual? So you know, what's your favorite animal to hunt, and and why would be that? Like you personal. Like what 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 is, if, okay. if you could go hunting for one animal, what would that be? I, oh man, uh, man, that's tough. It, you know, it depends on what's going on and who I'm with. You know, it, it, you know, right off the bat, you know, y'all are going on a duck hunt, and duck hunting, you know, is one of my favorites because of it's a little more relaxed and there's more fellowship. You can talk more, you can move more, um, you can sit there and hang out, and it's a little more, hopefully, a little more action involved. Albeit with dove hunting comes you know, depending on the field, you need to be, safety is always important, but with dove hunting, there's a lot more moving parts and a lot of people closer. So you got to be much more aware of your surroundings and, and, and the safety of your, where your muzzle's pointed. Um, but duck, duck hunting, man, it might always be my favorite because it's the work. I miss those days of carrying the decoys out, carrying the chair, dragging, you know, this, that, and the other, and trudging out. <laughs> Yeah, man, right. but you get what you pay for. Like, if you get right. in there and you do that, if you pay attention to the wind, you pay attention to the spot, you put your decoys out right, and you're, you know, and you're busting your butt to go get all this done, and then you sit down, and all the ducks come in, man, that's rewarding. There's something about it, and you can still kind of talk, you know, in, uh, and this, that, and the other. And then number three, I know you didn't ask for three, but it's hard to put it into one. But a deer or axis, you know, I've got to shoot axis a few times now and, and hunting deer. And with deer, especially, you know, I have a place where I hunt and it, the, the amount of work I put in, I put in a lot of work. And I invest some money too, but it's really, it's a lot of work. And I'm trying to set up everything so that I can have successful hunts and I can bring someone such as yourself out there, which you, you've gotten some deer out there too, and go, and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It, you know, and so I put in the time putting the work and you helped me out there too doing work and and so you heart you know you harvest an animal and then you can feed your family i love feeding my family i process when it comes to deer i do all the processing myself you know i grind everything if i'm making salsa i do everything myself and i try to fully respect the animal you know uh you know he died i i took that life so i'm going to respect that life as, as much as i can and so for that reason, deer or axis is also a favorite. So it's really difficult to say, well, this one is my favorite. But um, so that's my, that's my scaled down answer as I can. 
I'm going to dive a little deeper. What an axis is a uh, that that they have like like white spots on the back of them with two, with a horn on each like two horns, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. They have the. Okay. They look like what you know. They're they're colored like Bambi. Everybody knows what Bambi. Yeah, is. right. right. So they're kind of colored like Bambi. <laughs> yeah. but I was going to say that, man, but I didn't. <laughs> well, I know, and it's you know, it's a it's a sweet thing, but you know, everybody sure. tear jerky sometimes. But point sure. is, it's, it's colored that way, but they're much larger and they're much hardier animals. And honestly, the meat quality is as bad as good as it gets. Maybe sure. an old guy or something like that is close, but but man, then it's just it's just uh, uh it's something else, man. They're, they're How do you like to delicious. cook it? How do you like to cook it? And with Man, what? So I, um, if it's a tenderloin or a backstrap, I'm gonna cook it very similar to a fillet, uh, fillet mignon. I mean, I'm just gonna sear it. I'm gonna salt and pepper it, sear it, and that's gonna be good. Medium rare. I don't usually do rare because uh, the meat's not as tender as a fillet, so you need to break it down a little bit by going to medium rare. Um, or I, I like to grind and make burgers out of it. I mean, it's it's super versatile. You can do anything with it. It's 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 so much like beef, um, but it's organic and it's leaner and it's much more healthy than the the stuff we buy in the stores. Hey, so if I if I was a novice hunter and I wanted to go hunt an axis deer, what might I do? Well, <laughs> how would you? <laughs> number one thing you have to do is find access so if you're a novice hunter for for you know for me i just want to know if it's a novice hunter if you can get a guide for sure if you can't that's okay but you still have to find someone who has access these are known as exotic animals and typically someone's got either high fence land or they're in a in a pretty popular area to hunt so you got to find access the number one, I would say, for any novice hunter, no matter what, get your hunter education that you have to have if you're born after September of 71, or actually, I think it's the beginning of September of 71. You got to get that, and because you're just going to learn every, a lot of the things you need to know, and no gun safety like no other. There's the Ten Commandments of gun safety, um, and so you, you want to know gun safety because you know it's not like fishing you hook somebody well it's not going to be that hard to get that hook out it's a little different if you shoot somebody you know and you those the accidents that can happen when hunting are are just uh it's just a lot there's a lot more consequences a lot more severe and no one wants to hurt maim or kill anyone when they're trying to hunt or anything like that and we just don't want um we want to avoid that as much as possible uh, and so know those 10 commandments of gun safety, because it's just, it's so crucial to make sure everyone gets out and comes back safely. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And I remember sitting in the course myself, well, all way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, um, I, I, I actually, and, and just to touch on that point that Chris was saying, um, uh, you know, just a little bit on safety and, and. You know, yeah, if you're going to go hunting, you, you absolutely have to have a license to hunt what you're going to hunt. You might not be able to, I mean, you can't just go out there and hunt whatever you want. So, yes, sir. and there's a season for things and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, for the novice hunter, please, you know, Google it, look into it, YouTube it, whatever. You know, uh, hey, give me a call. <laughs> call Chris. We'll give you our phone number here in a little bit if you have questions. But, 
Yeah, yeah. So you know that that's an extremely important thing. You have to have a license. You have to, you know, have a, a license to what you're hunting. And something that that kind of I was kind of Chris was going down the the safety road, which I, I you know I, I love it. You know, so and that's part of the show. So one thing I was kind of looking for with Chris was. You know, as a novice hunter, you know, an axis deer, you had mentioned that, you know, it's an exotic animal. You know, it, it's not something yes, you're just going to see run around the Texas forest. I would imagine you're going to have to go where they are and it, they're high fenced in, which means uh, probably going to be a little bit easier for you to find them and so on and so forth. So I agree 100%. But I tell you what, let's move on to something that, 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 that I really, I'm, I'm out there cleaning my guns earlier. And, uh-huh. you know, I wanted to ask, you know, to talk to Chris a little bit, something about this. So what brand make model weapon would you recommend for the different types of hunting, whether it be, you know, a shotgun, if you're going to go dove or bird hunting or, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you want to go shoot that axis deer, you know, what kind of rifle would you recommend? Or, you know, if there's okay. some type of a bow and arrow that you may want to want to use for specific things, what, what would you recommend to somebody? What are your well, favorites? No, I get it. Yes, sir. Um, I'm I'm not as much in the brand. I believe you most most of your well-known brands they make good weapons. Personally, for me, so I shoot a Remington 700. I've shot it my whole life, and I shoot it in a 25 out six. And this is for big game, for deer, hogs. I have shot axis with it. It's about as low as I would go for an axis. Um, and but you know. Uh, for, uh, 25 out six has just been my favorite caliber. It's flat. It shoots flat, which means it, you know, at 200 yards, it doesn't. It stays at zero. It doesn't go up or down. So if you're shooting at a target and you aim at the bullseye at 200 yards, you're going to hit right on. If it's for a lot of weapons, if you if you shoot at 200 yards, you have to go up a couple inches or whatever, just because of the the, the travel of the bullet. I don't want to get too into ballistics, but just so people understand a little bit what I'm saying. But, sure. you know, some people like a larger caliber, like a 308, um, you know, Stephen Huffman shoots a 308, and that's going to take down basically pretty much any big game animal in North America uh, up to, I'm not right. sure about a moose, but I know it'll take out an elk. I mean, any, right. so let's get into that real quick. So, yeah, it's really, it's really about shot placement, and I'll get back into this, but it's really about shot placement with a with a center fire high power rifle. You know, if you if you can hit your target, you don't need as big of a caliber, um, in my opinion. You know, if you're shooting a Neil guy, which is six eight hundred pounds or some huge thing, okay, maybe maybe you know. But for normal, you know, white tail, you shooting them in the shoulder, shooting them in the heart, shooting them in the neck, whatever. If you have good shot placement less about caliber and it's more about what you're comfortable with and confident with i like the 25 out six because it has low recoil it's very comfortable to shoot it's highly accurate and it's what i've always shot that's what's best for me but you know i recommend going and and just figuring out what's best for whoever's hunting you know and with a novice hunter you know if you we all have if you're in texas you know somebody that hunts and you probably know them pretty well um so go find someone you trust. Go find someone that, that you know, uh, might let you go out and shoot, you know, a rifle on the range. Um, now, for birds and, you know, any upland, uh, be it quail, 
if you're shooting doves or if you're shooting ducks, I shoot a Weatherby 12 gauge. Um, right. It does everything. It's the most versatile caliber of shotgun, in my opinion, out there. You can shoot anything with a 12 gauge. You know, it's fun to shoot a 20 gauge or something like that uh, uh, for a, you know, doves and things like that. And it's great. But if you're shooting ducks, or geese especially, you're you know right. you're gonna want a 12 gauge. So I shoot a 12 gauge because, you know, I don't have a lot of shotguns. I have a couple shotguns. They're both 12 gauges, and that's what I like. Um, but I do. I something I've gotten into the last few years is muzzle loader hunting, and that is a lot of fun. I shoot a CVA uh, muzzle loader, and man, let me tell you, they have come a long way. The days of of that that flintlock musket puff of smoke going mm-hmm. off. Uh, are gone man these are high powered accurate you know 100 plus yards scoped beautiful shooting rifles now and without you don't have to spin as much as you might on a on a center fire like a remington or something like that you can get into a muzzleloader relatively inexpensively comparatively you know to two other rifles um just to jump in real quick chris with a muzzle loader can't you start shooting deer can't you start hunting maybe a little bit earlier in the season if you have a muzzle loader that's you know i'm glad you said that because i i I should have mentioned that you can't hunt earlier but you get three weekends longer okay so okay you can hunt after the season with a muzzle loader and you can shoot a doe or you know depending on the county you know, anywhere in Texas and always know the laws. There's ignorance is, is, is not okay. Uh, go texparksandwildlife.gov, tpwd.gov, I believe. They have an app, Google it, but know what you can shoot in your county, 100% first and foremost. But in my county, Ryan, I can shoot a muzzleloader, loader, excuse me, about three weekends longer than normal season and about midway through my or a little less than midway through my season i can't shoot does anymore it has to only be bucks until muzzleloader season and what muzzleloader means i keep saying it maybe people don't know what that is that's like you saw in the civil war where they pour the powder in the barrel <laughs> and then pack the bullet in pull the hammer back and shoot you know so that's what muzzleloader hunting you know muzzleloader rifle is some people like muzzleloader what's that so maybe that maybe that'll give a very basic description but no number one thing is know what the rules are where you're hunting know what county you're in because the game warden and i would say shout out to the game wardens i've never met a texas game warden i didn't like um they all been fair they've all been great never been cited can't say i've never broke the rules but never did anything intentionally and and more often than not you know with a game warden just be honest and and uh and they're good people and they're just like you and I, they love the outdoors. That's why they do it. So um little shout out to the game wardens, but um, yeah, for me, that's, that's what I shoot. That's what I like. Uh, but on the, like I said, on the high power rifles, just figure out what works for you. Sure. I got you. I got you. And just, you know, just to, to throw this out there and again, I could be wrong, um, which is also one of the reasons that when I go hunting, I go with people that know more than me, which are, people like Great Chris. Point. <laughs> just, so, just so you know, okay? You know, hey, I, 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 that's when I go. I go with people that know a lot more than I do. So just uh, everybody out there understands that as well. Um, 
And, you know, just to throw something else out there about the game warden, that, that's probably the most powerful guy. That's, that's probably the most powerful cop in Texas that I would imagine. Would you not agree or not? I, I believe so. Yes, sir. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The game warden will get you. So, uh, you know, yeah. Make the game warden your buddy, right? They, they like well, to go hunting yes. and fishing just like they like they to do. go hunting they, and fishing just like we do. Yep. They yeah, do. Absolutely. You know, they they'll get you if you're doing something wrong, especially if you're doing something wrong intentionally. So if you're doing something wrong, you get what you deserve because you shouldn't be poaching. Don't go on someone else's land and shooting some of ears. You know, just follow. The, it's not that hard to follow the rules. Just know the rules. Keep the. There's a little book you can get at Academy, Walmart, any sporting goods anywhere that has any kind of guns or anything and know the rules, keep it with you. Um, but you know, the thing is the game one can be your best friend too. So it's, sure. it's, uh, yeah, they'll get you. If you and i tell you what, they're in a lot more places than people realize. So if you're intentionally doing something wrong, you're going to get it. But I, you know, I would just, uh, just stick to the rules, man. The rules aren't hard and they make it so everyone can hunt and get their game and do what's what, to be successful, but it gives more opportunity for more people to be successful, hopefully. Sure. And I'm not a game play the, play the, but yeah. No, absolutely. Play the game right. So I tell you what, man. But let me ask you this, man. This this is yes. this is something I've really kind of been waiting waiting to ask you here. So if I if 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 I wanted to go big game hunting, okay, okay for larger game, right? Uh-huh. Where where would you may want to go? And, and 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 why you know let us kind so, of keep it you know i mean i'm not talking about going to africa and shooting crazy oh, things yeah, or whatever but let's say we're in the united states where where would chris where would chris go if he wanted to shoot some larger game what would you hunt and where would you go well honestly i'm gonna keep it in the great beautiful state of texas because there ain't no reason to go anywhere else we yeah. got everything we got everything Absolutely. here that anybody should should want you know outside moose or you know elk hunting but you could go on a, on actually you could shoot an elk in in Texas if you go on a there there are certain exotic game ranches that have those, um, but for me, if I had to pick, it'd be, you know, South Texas, is about as good as it gets. You have mm-hmm. the quality of deer down there because of the the game management and they they breed, they try to shoot mature deer. They're not trying to shoot young deer. They try to let deer grow to be what what um what they can be. Um, right. and if there's, and you can also go there and shoot does and you're going to shoot there, there, you know, there might be a bigger body doe, lots of access, Neil guy is something, you know, I really want to get after, but there, you know, your opportunities are going to be, are going to be pretty awesome down there. Um, I've, I've hunted Del Rio, I've hunted, uh, uh, not far from Laredo and it's just the, the, the territory down there is something else. But I will say this, everything now either bites you, sticks you, or cuts you. So you need to, <laughs> you need to wear snake boots and you need to be aware of where you're walking and, and all those good things. But but I'm telling you, just the hunting down there is something else. Um, so that would be, if I had to pick any, honestly, just any place to go hunt, because you can do anything down there, you know, given the right guide and given the right situation. But I just feel like that would be the most fun and and if i'd be anywhere that's that's where i would shoot for sure what what about what about if i wanted to go uh where would you recommend 
So I wanted to go shoot some some. I know and and kind of streamline a little bit for both. But if I want to go shoot yeah. ducks or geese, I know so ducks geese, geese? Might be, You may want to go up to Montana or something shoot geese and ducks somewhere else. Well, tell me what those two spots. Say, I you know so geese in Texas has changed. Um, flowers have changed. I'd probably go North Texas through the Panhandle. I believe they sell some pretty good goose hunting. And what they also have up there is sandhill cranes. They have a lot of sandhill cranes up there. <laughs> right, right. Um, right. And so that's, you know, they call that the ribeye in the sky. Because, man, that's just some delicious tender uh, vittles right there. Uh, so don't you, you, you can have mine. Hey, you can have my sandhill. I tell you what, if we ever go shoot a sandhill crane, I'm gonna cook it for you like a ribeye, and you watch. You all you gotta do is take one bite, brother, and you watch and see if I don't change your mind. Love, Just give I me love one you, shot, bro. I, I, I love you. <laughs> I, hey, man, hey, I, 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 you can cook. Hey, hey, you know, I know we, we probably didn't put it on on his bio, but Chris is actually an excellent chef. Um, well, you know, he's cooked on several occasions of mine. But I tell you what, man, you could put a man. I tell you, what, I don't know, man. To, to each his own. Some you, people huh? like vanilla. Some people like vanilla. Some people like strawberry. You know, it is what it is. But I tell you, you what, y'all can have my portion of sand here, crane, anytime you want. So where would you All go? Right. Where would you go shoot some ducks, man? So ducks is going to be, you know, and yeah, it's it's, it's nostalgia. But I, I just love Arrangus. Um, you mm-hmm. know, yep. it's not may not be as good as it used to be. Um, I think there's still potential. Uh, but there's always a redhead down there. And Jimmy mentioned earlier, you kind of shoot two and you're done. Well, you're guaranteed those two. But right. you're gonna That's see, why I said that. But, yeah. but, you know, there's, you know, still pintails and still, you know, if you have the weather and the situation, that's probably going to be my, my place. Otherwise, you know, go a little farther south, down towards Mansfield and down towards, you know, that area. Um, but I like coastal hunting. Some people like hunting fields and hunting freshwater. Um, I just don't have as much experience in that. So there, you know, there may be other places people like more to go shoot greenhead mallards and wood ducks and turf sure. and all that. I'm just an out man. I like hunting the coast. It's just always been my favorite. That's how I grew up hunting so true that's for me that's, that's where you that's where you're from absolutely you know yes, something yeah yes, you sir. know speaking of this you know i'd like to just you know jump in on that and tell a little story you know the first the first the first duck that i shot was with me and, and steve huffman my dad you mentioned him earlier and yes, and, and, and uncle terry were were were, were oh, yeah. ran his past and 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 and, and Uncle Terry, if I remember, I don't man. I sometimes I've I still story about wolf and closet and all kinds of stuff. So you know, it's not true. Yeah, he threw me over my shoulder or something and uh, carried me out to the blind. I, I, I shot a widgeon with a single gauge twenty t- twenty gauge single shot youth model shotgun, and it was on the water. Awesome. And I shot it. That was the first duck I ever killed. And that was, and it just so happens that place was in Aransas Pass. That's awesome. So I'm going to tell you a story <laughs> about my first duck. Can I tell you a story about my first duck? Absolutely. I, I want to hear it. So you're, you're, so hunting, the same individual took me for my first duck being Steve Huffman. He and I, and we went out to, I bet, one of your favorite places on this earth called Bear's Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. you might laugh. Talk to me. So Bear's Talk Ranch. To me. That's that's one of those things where you put your work in. You're you're walking, um, 
through a lot of muck and marsh and marsh grass and all this that and the other and i saw two uh bluebill scops that that morning um and i'll never forget sitting there and that's see that's some one of the things i love about hunting we're sitting there it's not even daylight and i remember it like i can hear it right now sitting in the sitting you know on the bank we didn't have a blind because it was public hunting but we're sitting and we're hidden and we got our decoys out I had no idea what to do the decoys. He just, he pointed and I threw it. And so we're sitting there and all of a sudden I hear this come over my head. I'm ducking. I said, what in the world? He said, oh, those are ducks. What are you talking about? No, those are ducks. That's what the wings make. I had never been out in a situation. Anytime I see ducks, it's at a dang park and there's all kinds of noise and never knew what it sounded like, you know? And, and so hearing that sound, man, it, I mean, to this day, just gets me all worked up. You know, next thing you know, it gets light. We see ducks in there, decoys, and everything like that. And and I tell you what, I've never been the same since. Um, never the been the, the coolest since feeling since. is when is when you don't when you hear them and it's real and you can't even see them and it's so early in the morning yeah. and the mosquitoes. There's so many mosquitoes in your face <laughs> and you can't even Man, see straight. Your face straight. You know, and your heart's pumping because you just you just you just walk a half a mile through the marsh down the alligator uh-huh. trail you know yeah. and the mosquitoes are just getting you and you know what's funny i try this is probably painting a bad picture to people but i'll tell you something the, the feeling you know you talked about the work that you put in and say you, know, you talk about okay. mowing your grass mowing your own grass or you know I, i'm okay. not gonna lie to, to I, I don't i don't mow my own grass anymore it's freaking 100 degrees outside <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, you know, it's hot, you know, you, mo- you know, you go watch, take the car, car wash five bucks, roll it through, you know, but there, there's that sense of accomplishment, and, you know, when you mow your own grass, there's a sense of accomplishment when you, when you wash your own car, when you clean your own house, you know, so on and so forth, you know, you're doing it yourself, you know, it, it, it looks good because you're the one that made it look that way, or it looks bad because you're the one that made it look bad. But yes, when you go out and you put the work in to go hunting and you was talking about, you know, putting the feed out and, you know, scouting the land. And you got to, listen, if you want to go hunting, you got to put in the work and you got to be in the know. If if, if your objective is to, you know, me, myself and my, my significant other, we're, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the different, you know, Hey, you know, we're going to go hunting and, you know, the, you know, the camaraderie and and, and the enjoyment. And I'm going to get to that here in just a minute. But but at the end of the day, you know, she looked at me and I said, the objective is to kill an animal. I, I'm not, you know, I, I, you know, and you can look at it a couple of different ways. And, you know, there, there's all kind of benefits and things, which I'm going to go into and I'm leading into this in just a minute. Yeah. But there's all kind of, of, of benefits and camaraderie and things that go from hunting and life lessons and, and time spent with others and your family members, just like fishing. Yes, but the objective when you go fishing is to catch a fish. I guess. Sure. Depending, I mean, I, I mean, sometimes you may Absolutely. just want to go out. You know, when I was talking to Randy, and I'm maybe getting off point here, getting getting off in the weeds just for a minute. But the objective with it is to, you know, maybe you just want to go out there and watch the bob, and you're just chilling. But I think most people when they go hunting, you're actually out there to, to you know, there may be the guy fishing on a pier, and if he catches something, he catches something. If he don't, he don't. But when I go hunting, I expect to come back with something. That's just me personally. You know, I can't speak for everybody. You know, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, whatever your experience is. 
I, I do recommend people to go hunting for different type of bonding and, 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 and things like that. But at the end of the day, we, we, I want to go kill some, you know? So, you know, with that being said, you know, how do you think that, that hunting has shaped your life, Chris? And, and, and why would you recommend hunting to somebody else? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on with what you just said, and then I'm gonna dive right into your question. Absolutely. I agree that the the objective is absolutely to go harvest an animal to go shoot something, but if you if you don't shoot an animal, you still have a successful hunt. You know, the animal shooting the animal doesn't doesn't define it being a successful or unsuccessful hunt for me, because I've gone out there and you know. I get out there and I see, might see something that might be something I can't shoot. Might be something I don't want to shoot. You know, maybe sure. I can see some other animals out there. So if I had a good time, especially, you know, especially when we talk about hunting with, you know, Mr. Steve Huffman and uh, this guy's kind of a legend and a, and a hero in our eyes. Um, mm-hmm. But the time spent in a blind with Steve Huffman is priceless. Do sure. you agree with that? I mean, so, Absolutely. so that's, that's, that's a successful hunt in my eyes. If, if, so yes, the objective is to harvest an animal and let's, let's get an animal and let's feed our family with it and let's have the fun and all that. And, but, you know, so I totally agree with that. And so I think that's where, and I just want to say this because I think a lot of people realize, oh, you just want to kill something. That's not it. But let's be clear. That is the objective. That is the point of doing all this. Or, or the hopefully the outcome, but if not, we've still had a success had a successful hunt. We've still seen things we wouldn't have seen if we weren't outdoors. We've still experienced fellowship with with people in our lives that we wouldn't have had that you can only have in a blind. You don't have it in the car ride there. You don't have it anywhere else but when you're sitting in a blind. There's nothing else that can compare to the interaction between you and whoever you're with. You know. Um, nothing compares to that the stories that we have you know the time jimbo and i are hunting and i'm the guy that's always fired up and ready let's go 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 and I fell asleep <laughs> and he woke me up so i was able to shoot the spike that i was hunting for you know and so that's a story he and i will always have an experience we'll always have and had i not you know it still would have been a great story if i didn't wake up and didn't shoot that spike because we have that together so that just and that 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 is one of the things and benefits that have changed my life as far as in hunting. Now feed into the question you had, you know, it's how hunting has shaped my life is I first started hunting with my father, my dad, Gary Colin, my hero, my best friend, everything. He passed away, um, 2012. So coming up on 10 years, but he, um, we used to go dove hunting and I was his bird mm-hmm. dog. You know, I didn't hunt. I was too young to hunt. And my dad's favorite thing he used to say he used to get me riled up. He's like, man, that boy never misses a bird. It's just heck trying to get that dang bird out of his mouth once he comes back. He used to always say that. And I'd be like, I did not grab, you know, he used to always say that about me. And, but so that helped you learn something about sitting still. You learn about, um, uh, you know, that first time I learned gun safety was, being out with my dad because i never held a gun but just understanding you don't drop level to the ground you don't certain things you don't do 
and just I just learned from being there. And and so you learn patience. You learn hopefully you learn hard work. You learn um, the reward, the benefits of your hard work. You can see that. And and because you're there's been you know when I first started hunting where I'm at now, I didn't I didn't shoot any deer. I didn't see any I could shoot. You know, but I still put in the work and I still did did you know what I had to do. So you learn perseverance and you learn respect for the hopefully you learn respect for the land and respect for nature and you learn to appreciate the beauty of God's creation and of nature and seeing there's nothing like a sunrise and a sunset. There's no other there's nothing else can that that, that can replace that beauty and watching the earth wake up and watching you know, maybe a bobcat walk by and watching the birds get up and, and just all the things you're only going to see at those hours when you're sitting still in a blind and, 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 and soaking those things in. I mean, hopefully you learn respect for the resource of this. It, these aren't unlimited deer. That's why there are seasons. That's why there are bag limits. You know, you're limited on how many you can shoot, things like that. So, you know, I learned respect for the resource and learned to, um, you don't shoot everything you see. You can't shoot everything you see, otherwise it's not going to be anything there. You don't shoot. You don't shoot a doe with a little fawn because then that fawn's not going to make it. And if you want the resource to continue, and if you want to continue to be blessed with these these animals and these opportunities, you have to respect it and you have to nurture it and you have to do what it takes to 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 hopefully that to keep going. And that that if anything applies to everything else in life. You know, Absolutely. whether it's your kids, whether it's your job, whether it's things you enjoy doing, whether it's your house, it doesn't matter. But all these things have applied to me in my life and um, and I'm blessed for it, you know, and, and and I've learned, you know, I've just learned so much from hunting and, and I've learned to want to give it back to others as well. Taking my nephew hunting, taking, you know, my niece fishing, taking, you know, uh, uh, my girlfriend's son hunting, you know, and, and things like that and showing him and then passing it on and hopefully showing him, you know, we'll go and we'll put in some work on the lease and we'll put in some work on the land so that he sees it. you got to do all this to get to this, you know, sure. and, and, um, and so that's, you know, that's how it shaped my life. And, and I feel like I have a, a, a so much greater appreciation you know, so many people think hunting is just the kill, and man, it's not. There's so much more involved, and and heck, I got a freezer full of of meat that I feed my mom, my girlfriend, myself, my sister, brother-in-law, fed everyone in my family with, you know, because I put in the time, I put in the work, and I harvested this meat, and I treated it with respect, and I did the work to make sure it was prepared right, and I kept it safe as far as temperature, and I did all the things you got to do to make sure it's something you want to feed to the people you love the most. So, sure. Absolutely. Um, man. I, I so grew up, that's where I go. I grew up eating it. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I grew up eating it. So, so you like access, huh? You like, you like deer? You know, you like I, I like deer chili. I like backstrap. Okay. That's awesome. Um, you know, uh, you know, doves, quail, but, Man, man, the ducks and geese I, and the okay. sandhill crane—you hey, no, can, you can, right. you can have all that, bro. That's all good. That's all good. Well, I've got some access meat for you. Then I need to get to you. I think you're really oh, gonna like. Oh, beautiful, it. man! Beautiful. I tell you what. So let me. 
Hey, <laughs> and I want it. So I tell you, you what, it. man. Let, you. let me ask you this. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is the 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 best and the last question right here. You ready for okay. this, man? Come on. Okay. This this, <laughs> this is this is the grand finale, man. I got hold on. I gotta get my glasses for this. Make sure I get past, <laughs> present, or future, baby. Past or present? No, I don't want to go in the future, man. So I don't, yeah, we, yeah, I don't we ain't going to Yeah, yeah. P- past or present? Tell me three people that you want to go hunting with. Where would you go and why would you want to go hunting with those people? Okay. That is an easy question for me, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, my dad. Pants down, you already probably had to have known that'd be the first person I'd say, knowing me. Absolutely. But first thing would be my dad, my mentor, my hero, my best friend. Um, number two, Steve Huffman. Sure. You know, I, I never got to hunt with both of them. And uh, Oh, man, that, that would have been be, a badass. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing. That had been a pretty amazing mm-hmm. experience. Um, and then so third, it's going to be uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Ranella. He's a Steve Ranella. He has gotcha. a, Steve Ranella, he's got a podcast called The Meat Eater, but he had a television show called Meat Eater. And, mm-hmm. you know, they are about, they are very ethical hunters. This guy's super smart. But what I love is that his shows are about putting in the work, not taking the easy way, and you're, you're not harvesting for trophies. And don't get me wrong. If there's two deer there, and there's a little spike, and there's a big, huge 10-point buck, I'm shooting the 10-point buck. But it's not, I don't go out chasing trophies. But if it's there, I'm going to take it. And this is what Steve Ranella and the Meat Eater guys are about. And so, and they're, you know, they talk about processing. They talk about handling. They talk, they recipes on how to cook it. Recipes on how to cook every bit of it too, not wasting any of it. And so I have a lot of respect for that guy. And I, I, I listen to his podcast, everything like that. But I'm just a huge fan of his. And ultimate would be, of course, you Jimbo, because you know we've had some good times out there too. Um, so if you'd have had four, you'd be on the hunt with us. Well, man, I, you know. <laughs> so what are I we hunting? It. What are we hunting for? Where, where are we so, going? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I I got all caught up in who forgot about where and why. So for me, I go back to South Texas hunting Neil guy. I want to shoot a Neil guy so bad. So a Neil guy, it's a member of the antelope family. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because they're these huge animals, and they're 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 built up front. You know that their their front is way bigger than the hind as far as their shoulders and everything. And they're just big. I think six eight hundred pounds, something like that. Um, but they have little horns. It's the funniest thing. You're not shooting them for horns. I mean, I I don't even know how long the horns would be. Maybe eight ten inches, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they are super wary. They have amazing eyesight, so it's a huge challenge. Um, it's harder to hunt. An animal. What's that? It's harder to hunt. Yeah, more of a challenge. And, and you know, so, so you're going out there. To, hey, hey. So listen, I know you talked about the experience, but I want to just circle back to me. Hey, so you're yeah, going out there to get it. You're going out there to get it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> I mean, the amount of, All right, you know, <laughs> and you know, continue on, yes, there. sir. <laughs> but you know, but it's you're gonna, you're, it's not gonna be easy. You got to do everything right to get it. And I know there's more and more of them down there, so it's getting a little easier. But the point mm-hmm. is, and when you shoot it, they say when you shoot a meal guy, you rack another one in the chamber and get ready to shoot because they move it all. You got to shoot them again because they're known for going right down 
and 10 seconds later popping up and running off like that and been hit. So what are you going to shoot it with? What are you going to kill it with? Well, that's when I'm going to take a 308 or seven millimeter mag or, you know, something like that. 300 wind mag, something with some juice behind it and some knockdown mm-hmm. power that, right. uh, cause I'm not, I'm going to take a chance on, you know, the worst thing in the world you can do is wound an animal and not find it. It's happened to me mm-hmm. once and I will never forget it. And it haunts me to this day. And so, right. uh, so yeah, it would be a bigger caliber rifle, um, for sure. But in the be South Texas and, uh, yeah, that's, that's hands down. That's, that's, that's what, you know, that's one thing. And, Man, you come back with enough meat to feed your family for a year, you know, and multiple extending family. I mean, it's just, it's just the total package there, in my opinion. Right. Uh, so for me, it. that's 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 a pretty easy answer. Beautiful, man. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, we're gonna go ahead and get this wrapped up. Okay, um, bud. I appreciate the, you know Chris coming on with you know this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo, and you know just. Chris, if somebody wanted to reach out to Chris, whether that be, you know, guys on 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 how to cook something, this guy can teach you how to cook. He can teach you how to hunt. He can teach you how to fish. He can teach you life lessons. Heck, I don't know. I I, I take he teach me whatever he wants. All right, but I tell you what, <laughs> if if somebody wanted to reach out to Chris Colin, you know, wh- wh- how would they reach out to you, man? Uh, I mean. Golly, I guess you, you got an email or anything you want to throw out there? Email email be best way. I'm never gonna miss an email. It's TX, like the short for Texas, Z I N, like Texan at Yahoo.com would be the best way possible because I'd never miss an email. Beautiful. So if you guys want to reach out to Chris and you have questions on anything about the outdoors, hunting and fishing, maybe you want to learn how to cook some crawfish, who knows? Shoot Chris an email. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. So we're going to go ahead and head on to a commercial break. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Been my pleasure, brother. Talk to you soon. What grows in the forest? Trees, sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. I hope you took some valuable information from the conversation that we had with Chris. You know, guys, hunting... Is, is something that's been a part of my life, um, you know, since I've, you know, been probably five years old. And I recommend it to everybody. And, you know, just, you know, Google it, YouTube it, give Chris an email, whatever. You know, put your comments on the show. Uh, I'd love to get back to you um, or give you the right information on what it is that you may need. Okay. And guys, you know, y'all need to hit the subscribe button because, you know, you don't want to miss any of the other episodes. And so please make some comments in the comment section. And you know, please let me know if there's any other topics you, you want me to discuss. And lastly, remember, we are syndicated. So the show will be on the Up To Me radio channel and the following popular apps. Spotify, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. 
I look forward to serving you in the episodes to come. I'll see you next time. Until always, guys, please cheers and peace out. Jimbo is always in it for the wind.